It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Matt Smith staying in for Stink until 7 o'clock. CU dropped their schedule, their Big 12 schedule for next year. And has uh, a schedule that has Deion Sanders already uh, talking about making the playoff in 2024. Sure, I believe, man. I don't just wear this on my shirt and on my chest. I truly believe that what we have in-house. Last year, and Key watched all these games, man. We were seven points away from a multitude of wins. Uh, probably seven or eight more wins. We just didn't know how to win. We got, uh, we got our butts kicked twice. We got our butts really kicked twice. There wasn't no win. When we walked in, it was 30 on the scoreboard. Mm. But uh, several of those games, we could have won those games. We could have really been a whole team. All right, Matt. You were there for every press conference. You were there for every game, home and away. Do you see the potential for a team that went 4-8 and eight last year flipping that and even getting to, let's say, 10, 11 wins and putting themselves in position to be in the expanded 12-team college football playoff? Uh, first of all, we don't even know who the defensive coordinator is going to be yet. We don't know what the final roster looks like yet. But I will say that you probably have two of the top five picks in the 2025 draft. Seven to eight wins ought to be the baseline, ought to be the floor this year of what's expected. And Coach Prime knows that. Now, I think that there is a chance that they could make a run. However, that being said, it's going to be a challenge because it's a first year in the new conference. And he knows that last year was the hopeful year, was reviving a dead program. And this year is the expectation. And if they fall short, he will be the one to take the brunt of the blame. So I'll just say, I would say seven to eight wins is, is where I'm at right now. And we'll see how they progress from where they are right now. We'll see who they hire at D.C. We'll see who leaves the program after the spring, who joins the program after spring. And then we'll go from there. But uh, the way too early prediction is seven to eight right now. Yeah, I, had, uh, I have them flipping uh, as the baseline. Four and eight last year, eight and four next year, and then... We go from there. Next on the Morning Brew, we finally hear from Bo Nix, who uh, at the Senior Bowl talked about the uh, fact that he's had five different offenses in five years of college football. You know, five offenses in five years, uh, five different play callers. And so I've been around the block. I've been able to learn from a lot of different people who've had a lot of different success. You know, they've been able to coach a lot of great quarterbacks in the past and uh, lead a lot of great offenses, all of them. Uh, in their, um, you know, respectful ways. I guess the burning question is, is Mark going to be disappointed when he hears that that's how Bo Nix talks? I think so. I mean, but for a guy that's from the South, you know, you figure there's at least a little twang. Uh But it sounds like he spent a little too much time up in Eugene. (laughs) Is that what happens? I think that might be what happened. He got a little whitewashed up there in the Northwest. You lose the draw. You lose lose a little bit of your redneck when you go to Eugene. Well, I mean, if if you walk into a store like that, they might not even understand you up there. You know, they're, they're up in the woods up next on the morning brew should be a fun one to watch tonight as the denver nuggets uh take on the oklahoma city thunder uh a a team that has made huge strides this year but speaking of huge strides how about the improvement of peyton watson on the nuggets bench jamal murray has certainly taken notice the message gets across to him um 
and he does a good job of applying that in the game. So I think whether it's offense, defense, like cutting, staying still, um, taking his time, speeding it up, um, being aggressive, or getting a rebound and kicking it out to to me or York or something. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of picking his spots and and and, and he knows when um, uh, when to be aggressive. So I think he's just playing a complete game. Matt, when you look at the Western Conference, uh huh. Who's the Nuggets' biggest competition? Who's their biggest threat? That is a good question. I think it's Minnesota. That's why I asked it. I well, you know, sometimes you surprise me, Mike. Yeah, I yeah. think it's yeah. I think it's Minnesota right now. I do. Tim Connolly built that team to beat Denver, and Phoenix Phoenix had some good performances, but I thought it was Minnesota that at least feigned the biggest challenge for the Nuggets yeah. last year. And and I just think when when you throw that size, they'll have learned from that series, and they'll be better if they were to match up this year. Although it's Minnesota, right? <laughs> at the very right. Same time. It's Rudy Gobert. Exactly. It's Carl Anthony Towns. So, I I I don't really get scared of them. I'll tell you who I don't get scared of is the Lakers. Oh, they are in a free fall. They got hammered again last night. So yeah, I'd probably say Minnesota. Look, this OKC, te- OKC team tonight, it's actually a big game. OKC is up on them in the season series 2-1. to one. So if we care about seeding at all, if you care about home court for the playoffs, you do need this game to even the season series for tiebreaker purposes. So Nikola Jokic game time decision for tonight I imagine he's going to play. We'll see how it plays out, though. But this is one that I think that the Nuggets are going to want. I still think Oklahoma City's a year away, but they're yeah, definitely they early. They're definitely coming on fast. I, I, the team that I'm going to be watching just to see if they're whole by the time the playoffs start: the Clippers. Who? The Clippers. <laughs> Who? The Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers. Okay. Because okay. They've been playing really good basketball right now, but the the thing with the Clippers is you're just like, okay, will they all be healthy come playoff time? And if they are, then I think they'll be formidable. But we got a long way to go between now and the start of the playoffs. Next on the Morning Brew, Colorado State hoops. They beat San Diego State last night. Big win for the Rams, especially when you consider what happened in their last game. The backstory, if you're not familiar with it, boy, did they choke away uh, a loss in um, Wyoming over the weekend where they were up, no joke, they were up by nine points with 40 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. They were up 64 to 55 with 40 seconds left in the game, and they lost. Not in overtime. Uh, yes, they did lose in overtime, yes, but they, they, but they, <laughs> yes, but they, they coughed up that lead in the final. They coughed up a nine-point lead in the final 40 seconds of the game. Lost in overtime, but bounced back yesterday. And uh, Nico Medved, the coach of the Rams, talked about uh, how they how they handled that shocking loss. And I knew the number one thing is we had to repair these guys emotionally, right? And and for us, it was just we talked a lot, you know, and talked a lot about it. Um, we weren't going to dwell on it or anything like that. You, know, you don't go in and try to shame these guys for what they did. They all know. Everybody else tries to shame them, but they, they know the deal. They care. They hurt. Nice job. Nice job of coaching. Nice job of, of uh, leadership by the players because, you know, that's the kind of, They were already not playing great, Colorado State. And to lose a game like that, that could send uh, your entire season into just a free fall. But a nice rally against uh, what I think is the class of the Mountain West. So... Good job, Rammies. 
Yeah, they came out nicely last night. 37 in the first half. They started really early. They've got Fresno State on the road and then a big one at home against Boise State. They got to keep it rolling here because as it stands, they're 4-4 four and four in conference. And to make the tournament, they're in, good, in a good spot right now, but you can't go on some sort of losing streak here to end the year and think that everything's going to remain the same. They got to stay on the right side of the bubble compared to the guys, you know, in Boulder. <clears throat> Are, are they on the right side of the bubble? I don't think so. Not right I now. They, they, so. they got some work to do I as well. I don't think so. A lot to uh, react to. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew.